Hello, hello, and welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Stephanie Thompson. And I'm Phoebe Richards. First things first, we want to thank Jocelyn from Texas for being our new Patreon person. Thanks for joining us. And if you'd like to join us on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash stonerchicks. We're having a lot of fun posting bonus content on there. Two extra episodes of Stoner Chicks a month. And you can message us anytime. Yes, anytime. Well, you can me- they can message us anywhere, really. <laughs> you, you can We're send waiting. us messages all over. If you're listening to this on the day it comes out, it is Christmas Eve. So hope you all are enjoying your time with your families. Maybe you're listening to this as a way to escape your families. <laughs> <laughs> or a little of both. I love my family, but sometimes I need to step away for just a moment, just to, you know. Smoke some weed? Smoke some weed, yeah, actually. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. right, right. Speaking right. of the holiday season, I, next in <laughs> one week, uh, I have my family holiday celebration. It's what we do is we celebrate solstice because my dad sort of started stepping away from his religion around the time I was like 1920. And so we stopped celebrating Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, which my brother was very, for years, my brother would still buy us all Christmas presents every year and bring it to our solstice dinner and then every year be sad that no one had gotten him a present. <laughs> <laughs> he eventually stopped buying everyone presents. But yeah, so we just do solstice dinner and we pick a different theme every year. So we'll do like Mexican and then everyone makes a Mexican dish. One year we did 1950s and it was the most disgusting dinner I've ever had. <laughs> what was it? Was there marshmallow oh, jello? It, there was the, what? No, it's that jello thing that has tomatoes in it. There's a what? name for it. It's called, a, it's something salad. It's like abstinence salad, but that's not it. Aspic? Yes. Sounds gross. And that is like gelatin with tomatoes in it. I think that there can be a lot of different kinds of nasty vegetables and different things in yep. Aspic, but yeah, it's uh, not a good look mid-century. Not a good look. Mm-mm. That's the one I remember because that was the one I couldn't eat at all. I mean, the 1950s weren't really known for their great cuisine. No, it was just casseroles. Dark time. Yeah, and, and weird jello molds and a lot of bunts. Yep, a lot of housewives just making shit food. That's my impression of the 50s <laughs> as someone who did not grow up in it. Phoebe, so besides the food, how? what other things do you do to celebrate solstice? I don't know that much about it. I will be honest. We're not really celebrating. I mean, I think solstice is what we chose as like, what's the thing to celebrate this time of year? Oh. Well, it's the solstice. I mean... Mm-hmm. Less okay, than us okay. doing anything solstice related. It's just getting away from the religion and I would say the consumerism of it, I guess. But it's mostly just getting the same as a holiday tradition. We all get together. We all cook all day. And then recently I've gotten them to start playing, as in last year, the game Celebrity, where you write down all the names of people. I don't want to explain the whole thing. My it's family fun... plays that too. Yeah. And last year my brother, I guess I'm just talking shit about my brother. He got so mad during it because no <laughs> one on his team could get Dave Chappelle. <laughs> that he like got mad and threw his paper down and left. <laughs> it sounds like Solstice is a challenging time for your brother (laughs) (laughs) he's like we can't even celebrate christmas you guys don't know who dave fucking Chappelle is (laughs) i don't think he's recovered from in 2016 we got in an argument over hillary clinton and i screamed at him and burst into tears and ran from the room and i think he was taken aback and it's still recovering from that outburst of emotion (laughs) oh boy it was (laughs) a a sensitive time yeah fair enough 
Uh, what do you all do for your holiday season? My mom was all about stockings. So she would just fill our stockings with little toys and trinkets. And we'd always get a Satsuma orange in the oh. bottom. You know, it just mm-hmm. that was like our childhood tradition. But what I like to do now is when I lived with my best friend at the time, we I've lived with her on and off for, I think, like eight years. <laughs> but we started a tradition where our our tree topper, which is a star, we would make our own star that we tape onto it that had a woman of prominence, I guess, in our lives, <laughs> like on the star. And sure. so we've had Angelica Houston, oh. Angela Lansbury, Ruth McClanahan, Betty White. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other women we've put on the star. I'm trying to think. I do it every, now that I still don't live with her. Any, I wouldn't. I still don't live with her. I mean, I don't live with her anymore. Um, but still I still working towards that, huh? I know. <laughs> I wish I did. Laurel, if you hear this, will you live with me? I still continue the tradition, though. And so this year, I'm trying to think of who's going to be my my star of woman. Ooh, do you have any front runners? Catherine O'Hara. Oh, nice. Yeah, but I don't know if she's old enough yet. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it has like, to be an old person. No, it doesn't have to be an old person. No, it could totally be Catherine O'Hara. She is totally has a she's, legacy. Yeah, I mean, she's got to be like 60. Yeah, she's, she's a woman enough. of prominence. She's a woman of prominence. And that's not what we called it. I don't know why I just I brought that up. <laughs> Never called it that. <laughs> I forget what the fuck we called it. Uh, but so you, but the, you celebrate the women of providence. Prominence, of not providence. Are prom- <laughs> there women in our lives that we like look up to like... Just like, I guess I would call them divas, right? I don't know. What do you call like just the ultimate queen? The ultimate queen. Ultimate queen. Beyonce. The empress of the universe. I think, yeah, those women rock or the ones that we've had on our tree so far. Love it. Yeah. That's what I do for Christmas. <laughs> My family does the Christmas pickle. If you know about the Christmas pickle. <gasps> you hide pickle. the pickle? Yeah. They, there's a pickle ornament on the tree and... On Christmas Eve, Santa, her mom, hides it very deep into the tree somewhere where we won't be able to find it. And then my brother and I have a competition of who can find it first. And whoever finds it first gets like an extra present, basically. But it's already pre-bought. It's pre-bought. So it's usually something like a movie or something that we might both enjoy um, or a gift card. What movies? I don't. I remember getting like Maleficent. It's still in its plastic wrapper. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, but uh, that is probably the most competitive I ever feel. I want that pickle, real bad. <laughs> is it wow. a real pickle? It's an ornament. You said it's an ornament. I think okay. it's a German tradition, and I think the Germans probably used a real pickle. But now they make like ceramic pickle ornaments. And you even smoked hey. out of a pickle, Kayla. I did smoke out of a pickle. It was delicious. <laughs> Correction, hey. it is a pickled cucumber. Thank oh, yeah. you. That's what I've been trying to interject. <laughs> Sorry, Grace. It's okay. Don't be brainwashed by big pickle. Don't be brainwashed by big pickle. Damn, I should have called it the Christmas pickled cucumber. I'm going to make sure that my family makes that adjustment this year. Good. I don't know if you need to be forcing change <laughs> on your family. That or if way. that's the change you need to work hard getting them to understand. I know. I've given up on several topics with them, and mm. I think the Christmas pickled cucumber is one that maybe I could get through. <laughs> fair, fair. 
Um, in Santa Fe, there's something called the Farolito Walk. So probably not just in New Mexico, but it's kind of a tradition in uh, Spanish-speaking areas to reenact La Posada, which was Jesus, no, sorry, Joseph and Mary going around to different places and asking to come in and asking for help when she's like about to give labor. And so what they do is they put luminarias, which are basically just paper bags with sand in the bottom and you put a little candle in the bottom and then light them. But they line all of the streets, like all of the houses. There's Christmas lights everywhere. It's in this area called Canyon Road where there's tons of galleries and it's these like old streets from, you know, like the 1600s and everyone just mobs out and it's usually really cold, but there's just like thousands of people like walking up the street and every once in a while there'll be like a bonfire just like in the road and people warming their hands and singing carols together and there's open houses with hot chocolate and hot drinks and stuff and when I was little I lived in the zone where this happens and they like shut down the streets like there's cops at the ends of these streets so that people can just like walk on them and so every year we would have an open house and I lived right across the street from my elementary school and there used to be this guy that would build giant luminaries which were like two crossed thin lightweight pieces of wood and then he would have made these like big like paper forms to attach to the wood frame and then put birthday candles all along it and then would release these like giant things and it would float up into the sky and so every once in a while they would just be floating up these lights into the sky Mm. and then they would like burn up there are they like um, paper lanterns yeah they're paper lanterns sorry i'm not doing a good job explaining it no no i i think you are (laughs) sounds beautiful Right. So when I was little, my mom would always send me with some family to go do it while she was giving people hot chocolate and schnapps. But since I've been an adult, I tend to get a mug with hot chocolate and put peppermint schnapps. Alternatively, I'll sometimes do hot cider and put fireball in it. And then I just like walk around and it's really cold and I'm just keeping warm and singing carols and going around. Um, And then a couple years ago, It was really great because my friend June and I rolled a joint and we went on to our elementary school playground, like veered off from the crowds and like went onto the playground and smoked a joint um, for like old time's sake. Uh, So that's Christmas in Santa Fe. Beautiful. That is beautiful. What's your favorite carol to sing or your favorite holiday song? I think it's We Three Kings, but only because... Okay, it's between the Christmas song, right? Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. Yeah. Or We Three Kings because there was this CD that my mom always plays when we're making cookies. That's a Carnegie Hall Christmas with Kathleen Battle and Frederica von Stott and the Winton Marsalis Band. So there's like jazz numbers and they have We Three Kings, but all with like brass instruments. It's like jazz. But I don't know. There's something so triumphant about that song. Westward leading still proceed. 
leading, leading, guide us to the light. So anyway, sorry, blah, blah. I guess I'm more into Christmas than I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was in sixth grade. In sixth grade and seventh grade, I was in choir. And we would always sing Hark How the Bells for our holiday performance. Hark how the bells, sweet silver bells, all seem to say, throw cares away. Christmas is here, bring that song. Sure. And it has all the different layers, like sopranos and altos and bass. Yeah. Everyone has their own part. And I was saying this to Ben the other day. I think standing on stage, we all had our like cummerbunds and bow ties because that's what we'd wear our pressed white shirts. I think singing that song was the most exhilarated I've ever felt in my life. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And with that, let's take a smoke break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into some awesome high thoughts from you, the listeners. BRB! Welcome back from your smoke break. I'm going to turn it over to Stephanie for... That's right, folks. My favorite time is High Thoughts with Stephanie, and I got some good ones. And I'm going to start out with Shelby from Colorado. So thank you, Shelby, for your High Thought. It goes, Dear Stephanie, and actually, Grace, pay attention to this one because I think your knowledge can answer this High Thought. Okay. Dear Stephanie, are dog barks the equivalent of human screams? (laughs) Think about it. So I'm sitting on my porch eating pizza, minding my own business, and every once in a while I hear a neighborhood dog bark. That dog's bark triggers my dog to bark and then triggers me to scream. Take care. (laughs) Hope you're happy. Shelby from Colorado. I mean, I definitely get the chain reaction thing of barks. I wonder if she has a Shiba Inu. um, (gasps) I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, because that's a breed that sounds like they're screaming when they bark. I have. I a, wouldn't even call it barking. I would call it screaming. I have a friend who has like five Shiba Unus, and I went camping with her once, and we're sitting on the beach, and she goes, Stephanie, watch this. And she just goes, oh, you know, kind of like a dog howling. And then her Shibas just go, I'm not going to try to re- actually recreate it so blow at the microphone. But then five Shibas all in unison just went, Like it was like just a full out scream. Wasn't even a dog howl. It was just a scream. Yeah, totally. I uh, I actually had to try. I may have been took taken a stern tone with Angus this evening. No. He's been bar- he's been barking a lot, a lot, a lot this evening. But now I think he finally tired himself out before we started recording. So that's lucky. Anyway, yeah. Sometimes I do want to scream at a dog if they're barking <laughs> a lot, especially loudly in my ear. I have a pretty high tolerance for barking. But Grace, do you think that a dog bark is a scream or is a dog bark that like what do dogs bark in the wild? Like I know cats don't meow in the wild. That's something that they've just adapted to humans. What's a dog bark mean? I mean, it is a way of communicating, but it's not like they're like speaking to each other. I don't think. I think there's like so many small ways that dogs communicate and like sonic cues (laughs) Aural cues are not the most important of those ways of communicating. I'm so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why these are high thoughts, Grace. High yeah. thoughts. Can I, I just like really went into a world there. Can I play y'all something? <laughs> 
Yeah. I think you'll be able to hear this. I had to take my cat to the vet because her purr, this is her purring. This is the sound it was making. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a monster. Like a little, it was like it's a cute little baby monster. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny baby monster. Yeah. If Frankie was a monster, would she have like like little spikes down her spine or like a tail like a dinosaur? Or would she breathe fire like a dragon? Mm, well, definitely her tongue would be a major thing. She'd have a tongue that like could grab you and like suck you in. Oh. Or it also would be like sh- razor sharp. That would be it. So if it licked you, if it was a we- it was a weapon, it could like tear your flesh off. Cool. That would be her monster part. And she'd have sharp little claws. But if I, she would like me and, and she'd be big oh wait this changed everything but i have this fantasy of her being big enough that i can ride her like a never-ending story (laughs) that's amazing you know how i'm baked shelby just really made me want pizza i just latched on to the pizza kayla (laughs) oh man well that thanks for the journey shelby hey thank you shelby this next one is huh it's titled (laughs) stony Bushy Dad, B-U-C-H-Y. Dear stoner ladies, there's a lot of emojis. Do you want me to say them all? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Quickly. Just joking. (laughs) Uh, And there's a little genie symbol. How y'all doing? Hi. I'm from North Carolina. work in the meat (laughs) meat department at the grocery store. What does that mean that there is an emoji of meat? Yeah. 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 I found out about this podcast a day ago. I'm all caught up, and as I listen to you gals all day at work, I get weird looks because I laugh, cry emoji, my butt off with the high thoughts. (laughs) Do, 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 do. (laughs) (laughs) And conversations uh, y'all have while stocking the meat Meat. on the shelves. (laughs) Um. They have a couple of great high thoughts, and so I'm going to skip down to, by the way, my high thought is, if you are a security policeman at the Samsung store, doesn't that make you guardian of the galaxy? Ooh, <gasps> galaxy. <laughs> Damn, that's good. Isn't that, isn't that great? It Thank does. Thank you, Bushy. That kind of makes, yeah, there should be a little patch, like a cool patch for that that you wear <laughs> on your uniform. I'm guardian, guardian of the of galaxies. The galaxy. <laughs> I guess if they if you want that, I don't want it to be a demeaning thing for anyone, but I think that'd yeah. be cool. It would be totally cool. Here's here's another good one. Lastly, if you buy a bigger bed, bed emoji, you are left with more <laughs> bedroom, but less bedroom. Oh, oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, you're right. <laughs> That's a really wild observation. <laughs> I have a good amount of bedroom, but much less bedroom. What yeah. size you got? Wait. Yeah, what size do you got? I got a king, baby. Oh, that's a good size. Yeah. That's a lot of bedroom. That's Wait, a lot of bedroom. I thought I got it right. Room. No, I think I... you said it the opposite. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll never know. <laughs> never know. There's no way to. Moving on. <laughs> I, for years up until just recently, had a just a full-size bed. That's all I had. Yeah, that's what I had before my king. Yeah. Oh, really? You went from full to king? Yeah, me and Ben have always had fulls. I've always, I think I've had a full since I was like out of the house. Yeah, 
I, think I had I... a single, though, all the time I lived with my parents. <laughs> well, when I was in a thruple, we would all sleep in full-size bed. And Same. it was too small and i was always in the middle Same. and i had to lay completely straight with my arms at my side <laughs> hashtag thruple problem what hashtag... a wild thing to have in common yeah i also was in a thruple i was also almost always in the middle i didn't really mind it but it was a wild time we were usually passing out like late at night after many drugs so does that mean we're sandwich buddies yeah you're meat buddies <laughs> meat <laughs> <laughs> okay, that took a turn. Well, I love this this high thought from Madeline. It's a nice, short, and sweet high thought. Dear Stephanie, and it just says in quotes, quesadillas are just cheese, dot, 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 in a tortilla, end quote. <laughs> That's it. I was tripping on that while completely sober. That's all they are. Take care. Hope you're happy. Madeline. That's amazing. I would love to order a quesadilla by just saying, um, can I have the cheese, please, with tortillas on either side? To be fair, a lot of quesadillas have more ingredients than that. <laughs> Sometimes they add chicken or salsa. Or... There's often like a little, yeah, sour cream that kind of comes on it. Some like greenening. Greening, greening seasonings. Yeah, but to be fair, when you're home making a quesadilla, what are you putting on it? I'm just putting it's just cheese and tortilla. Same. (laughs) It's a good high snack. And that's all a quesadilla is, folks. Just cheese. Thanks, Madeline. And tortilla. (laughs) Tortilla. (laughs) And we've lost Phoebe from our Zoom call, but we're we're gonna power through. We, are. we love you, Phoebe. Merry Christmas. Sorry, happy solstice. <laughs> she might come back. We'll see. Um, so this next one is from Alex. I was laying in bed the other night after taking a hit of a we- of wedding cake, and I somehow I just realized that that's a, a strain strain of and wheat. I <laughs> was imagining just like eating cake, chowing, chowing down, down on, on wedding, cake. which I would totally do. Um, and I somehow came upon the idea that artists who draw are in a sense gods. Like they create their own characters, environments, universes, and control everything in that universe they create, like compared to religions throughout history. This made more sense at the time. Not sure if it holds up now. Alex totally holds up. That's awesome. I've always, I don't know why, even though I've done, I'm considered a theater artist, I've always put people who can do fine art, sculpture, anything like that, where they can take something from their brain and create a whole new thing that you can look at, touch, feel, and that, like, there's something amazing about that. And it is godlike, for sure. Especially painters, for me, because you can really illustrate something that looks like real life. Some some people can paint in a way that you can't tell if it's a photograph or not. So yeah, they're just creating creating worlds. Very magic. Also, I don't know if you guys know the feeling of like seeing someone performing music live that you've like listened to so much and like seeing them live like that is the source of this music. Like this is the person who has like put this out into this into the world, this thing that has meant so much to me and just like witnessing the source of creation i oftentimes cry at a concert of someone i love like Mm. i don't know have you ever had an experience like that absolutely there's a band i've seen over 20 times a local band there are four people who just they they're also improvised band so i think as an improviser 
on stage, I can just re- I can see them watching each other and listening intently and then going, yes, that whatever you did just there, I'm going to take my saxophone and go bleep, and you just see them just like <laughs> jive together in a way that just like blows my freaking mind. And I've I've also shed tears of watching these people be just so amazingly together. What's the name of the band? The band is Crack Sabbath. And uh, (laughs) they do have, they are on Spotify. They have one of their albums on there, but they are, they're definitely a band to see live for sure. Kayla, have you experienced that? Yes. I was going to say similar thing to Steph where I get emotional when I see musicians improvising. I really love funk music and when I see a funk band just jam out I'm like because of improv theater I think I I just know that feeling when it's you really feel like you're making magic together and I love looking at a musician's face when they can just tell it's good do you think that musicians are kind of like sound benders Ooh, like their heart they're able to harness the universe (laughs) (laughs) fucking high the universal power of sound and bend it in ways and wind instruments they're air bending yeah but you're like yeah sound is just this element of the universe that we've been able to create with i love that i love that imagery and i think with that i think that wraps up high thoughts with stephanie And welcome back, Phoebe. Those were great. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, everyone who wrote in. And if you want more stoner chicks, you should go to our website because it has all things stoner chicks. And that is stonerchickspodcast.com. You should write us, especially me, Phoebe, mail because we have a P.O. Box. And that is Stoner Chicks Podcast, P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. And when you go to our website, you can see how to follow us on all the social medias and you can join our monthly newsletter is what I was going to say. <laughs> you can join our monthly newsletter, which has all sorts of fun stuff like music suggestions and movie suggestions. And of course, you can join our Patreon, which you can find in our show notes. And we talked about at the start of this episode. Hey, Kayla, what do stoners always say? Do you think that, like, a saxophone is just, like, a fucking airbending machine? (laughs) We love you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Stoner Chicks Podcast. We want to thank our editor, Shari Junko, the composer of our theme music, Jessica Damari, and Ben Redder and AJ Dent for creating our rad cover art. Email us your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stoner Chicks Podcast. <laughs>